The glossy and rare ticket was on the kitchen table in front of me. The golden words, Kremlin's New Year's Party, sparkling on its shiny paper. It was winter break, and I couldn't wait to go to this party, one of many offered during the school vacation. Early January in Moscow was a great time for kids. The holiday decorations at home and around Moscow were still up. Winter break was in full swing, and many New Year's parties for kids were happening in concert halls, theaters, and parks. I couldn't believe I was going to the Kremlin's New Year's party. The tickets were hard to come by. How did my parents manage to get them? I was excited and happy. The only detail that dampened my festive mood was that I had to go with Dimitri, my annoying older cousin. Do I have to go with him? He doesn't even like girls, I said, and he definitely doesn't like third graders. It's a big place, and it'll be nice to go with someone you know. He'll be good to you, my mother said, and put my black, shiny shoes in a bag. When you get inside, make sure to change into these and leave your boots with your jacket in the coat check room. I had been to New Year's parties before, but never at the Kremlin. At the other parties, I loved watching the lighting of the New Year's tree, going to live theater performances, and meeting Father Frost with his granddaughter, the Snow Maiden. Getting a gift of sweets, packaged in a sturdy plastic container, shaped as a snowflake, a snowman, or a star, at the end of such parties, was a nice touch as well. The Kremlin New Year's party was scheduled to start at ten in the morning. Just after nine, my mother and I left our downtown Moscow apartment and took a brisk fifteen-minute walk to the Kremlin. The morning was cold, snowy, and yellow, like the sand sprinkled on the roads. We hurried past brown trees left with empty branches by the Russian winter, onto the street, and through the underpass at New Arbit Street, leading up to the Kremlin. Hazy rays of winter sun played on the windows of the New Arbit skyscrapers. I loved looking at these skyscrapers, especially on holidays when their facades lit up with the words USSR on state holidays, or 1 May for May Day, or 9 May for Victory Day in World War II. On New Year's night just a few days ago, we watched as the numbers 1979 on these buildings were replaced with 1980 at the stroke of midnight. Pulling my scarf tighter to stop the falling snow from getting inside my collar, I kept walking next to my mother. Soon, the red walls of the Kremlin and the four gate towers were in front of us. The ticket says to enter through Katafia Tower, Mother said. The long line of shivering children with adults clearly indicated our destination. The barrel-shaped white tower with red ornamental bricks along the top. As we walked inside the tower, the only intact watchtower outside of the Kremlin left from the 1516 construction, I felt grateful for the heavy, fortified walls that provided a shield from the piercing January wind. The security officer glanced at the ticket and waved us through. We walked along the stone bridge towards another tower, the red brick Trinity Tower of elaborate multi-tiered architecture of the turn of the 15th century. We stopped in front of the entrance to the glass and marble state Kremlin Palace, my destination, and the first building on the other side of the Trinity Tower. 
With its modern design, the State Kremlin Palace looked like an alien spaceship that landed amidst ancient red brick Kremlin towers. I looked around for my cousin. They have to transfer twice in the metro to get here. They'll be here soon, my mother said. The square in front of the palace was filled with parents giving their kids final instructions on proper behavior before sending them inside.